0: You're listening to Q Marriage Mentors with Jeff Lutz, a podcast featuring conversations with remarkable lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender couples. What makes great relationships work? Jeff will ask the questions. You'll hear the answers. Together, we'll learn. Welcome back, everybody. Jeff here. Today, my guests are Kim Wisdom and Carmen Field from Richardson, Texas. Kim is a national sales manager in manufacturing and Carmen is a broker and a realtor and they've been together eight years. Kim, Carmen, welcome to the show. Thanks Jeff. Thanks Jeff. Well so tell me a little bit about your coming out experiences and how you met as a couple.
1: Oh well that uh, that's real interesting. So this is Kim and I uh, came out kind of uh, kind of forced out by my mother because of one of my first partners got very upset with me and threw all my clothes on the front step. And uh, it was funny because mom said, like, if you're going to treat your friends that way, you're just not going to be a part of this family. And I said, well, if I'm going to get kicked out of the family, I'm going to get kicked out of the family for the right reason. She said, well, just tell me what's going on. You know, are you pregnant? Are you this? Are you that? I can handle anything. I'm your mother. And I said, well, I'm gay. Oh, well, I can't handle that. So (laughs) needless to say, that was pretty. (laughs) And so basically I got kicked out of the family for a couple of years um, to the point where uh, it was also a bad part in my life that uh, I was also uh, using uh, recreational drugs. Pretty... pretty. a lot. I was using it a lot. So I kind of got kicked out for twofold. So when I, uh, got my life kind of straightened out, I sent a card, uh, I believe it was at Thanksgiving time and kind of encrypted my phone number. And next thing you know, I got a phone call and everything was back, uh, hunky dory. So, um, so that was interesting. I mean, so it, it, you know, just a couple of years that, uh, um, I was, uh, kicked out and then you know when it was all said and done uh family got used to it and started to embrace me and my partner so
0: so many couples that i talk to who have a difficult time coming out with family cite faith or religion as part of what made it difficult was that the case with your mother or was it just just a lack of uh knowledge and information
1: um, I think it was twofold, but I do believe that it was uh, her faith um, because of the of uh, my ba- uh, upbringing, which was Nazarene. Um, the interesting thing, before she passed away, though, uh, so I came out around in about 86, 87, and she ended up passing away in 91. Um, But one thing that happened before she passed away, about a week before she was at our next door neighbor's and she said, you know what? I know Kim is going to be okay. Um, And she meant that from a religious standpoint that my soul was going to be okay. I think that's one thing that upset her so much thinking that my soul was going to be deemed for hell. And when it was all said and done, mom had, uh, revealed that to the next door neighbor that, uh, my soul was going to be okay. How
0: do you account for that? How did she come full circle and be so accepting?
1: I think, wow. You know, I really, to be honest, it was, it's really kind of sad because we didn't get a chance to spend much time together in the grand scheme of things because we finally started to becoming friends, but it really just never was truly discussed. Um, I just think that she finally saw that my life was back together. She wanted me in her life no matter what. And she found some kind of peace with God over it all is is the only thing that I can sense.
0: I see. And Carmen, in doing my research, I understand that your coming out was a heck
2: of a lot easier. That is true. I was rather fortunate. I came out about the age of 34. It is somewhat of an interesting story. I had uh, dated and had boyfriends in the younger part of my life, and a family friend, actually my younger brother's best friend, Stephanie, had been in our lives since I was in junior high, and at the age of 34, Stephanie, who had ended up being a lesbian in a lesbian relationship was my first relationship that I revealed to my parents. And um, I I had that opportunity to sit down on their couch in the uh, living room. I grew up Southern Baptist, so you know how that was going to go. So I was afraid to let them know that um, it turned out that I was lesbian and had this relationship, and this was a love. And as I went to tell them, I started crying because I was afraid they were going to be disappointed and all these other things. And fortunately for me, even with the Southern Baptist upbringing, they said, all that we care about is that we love you, and we want to know that you are happy. And if you're happy, we're happy and of course they came to love kim just as they did me so that was all wonderful and it was also an interesting thing you know for me when i came out they probably thought oh that that's our crazy daughter carmen i was adopted so i didn't have their genes so that probably made a difference too <laughs> <laughs>
0: They, they could blame it on your biological parents.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's right. So.
0: <laughs> well, Kim, Carmen, how did you get from the stories that you just shared with me to the point that you met as a couple?
2: Do you want to tell it or do you want me to tell it? Well, I do like to tell it, uh, and this is Carmen, because um some friends of mine i had the fr- the relationship that i just mentioned being uh my younger brother's best friend my first uh, lesbian relationship um i had split up we had split up not too long I guess about six months before some friends of mine had finally gotten me out of the house and I had gone to a concert and it turned out it was the Resounding Harmony concert and uh, I was like oh okay I'll go so I'm sitting there I'm listening to this concert I was like okay people are singing and I'm kind of looking around the room and a little bit disinterested to be honest and then all of a sudden this beautiful woman comes up and starts singing I'm like oh my gosh now here's somebody who can sing so I got out my program real quick and I started flipping through pages to try and figure out who this was singing on stage there's this angelic voice and this beautiful woman so it turns out it was Kim.
0: So um, Suddenly, your hormones were in resounding harmony?
2: That's right. That is absolutely (laughs) right, Jeff. It did go much like that. So a few weeks later, we were both at a Christmas party where we had a common friend. Of course, we didn't know at that time. And I walked in the party with a friend of mine and go, oh, there's Kim Wisdom. And she was like, well, who's Kim Wisdom? I'm like, she's that one that was so good at the concert. You know, of course, she was a star already to me. And uh, so we attend the same Christmas party. And as I'm leaving, I go up to our common friend and I'm like, hey, what's the story about Kim Wisdom? She goes, funny, you should ask. And then I'll let Kim tell the rest. Well, when uh,
1: Carmen came in, I noticed her immediately. And I uh, I had just ended my relationship, you know, basically about six weeks prior to that. Um, and I looked at, and I, we caught eye to eye, and I said, holy cow. So I was in resounding harmony. So, <laughs> um, so I contacted uh, our mutual friend, and I said, how do I, I mean, what's the scoop on her? And kind of, I think the next day, we friended each other on Facebook, and uh, the rest is somewhat history. <laughs>
0: well, so there's this immediate and mutual attraction but tell me about the first date and how you knew that it was really something you wanted to put effort into and try to make work.
1: Um, to be honest, I, it wasn't even really a date. We were on the phone, and um, uh, I was in San Antonio, and she was here, and uh, we had agreed to talk on the phone Um and i kept saying you know what after after the conversation kept going and we were learning about each other i said well why don't you just drive up here to san antonio and uh spend the spend the week with me <laughs> and uh, you know she kept putting it off and putting it off and the next thing you know we have been talking on the phone for 5 hours and i and i looked i looked at the phone. And I said, you know, you could have already been here by now. (laughs) Um, And so needless to say, when I got back into town, I mean, we talked on a daily basis, but when I got back into town, uh, she came over and saw me at my office and we didn't really go on a date, did we? We just kind of instantly gravitated to each other and that that first
2: day, yeah, but when I showed up at her office, it was the sweetest thing, Jeff, because I was all nervous about the whole thing, and when I go in, she took my hand, and she led me out to, to her warehouse behind her office and gave me a tour of a, her place, <laughs> But but she grabbed my hand, and it was the sweetest thing ever, and of course, when I saw her beautiful blue eyes, it was all over with.
0: Wow, so there's that joke about what do lesbians take on the first date, a U-Haul. You didn't even need the (laughs) U-Haul.
1: Yeah, I mean, yes. Had we uh, been in a place where we could have moved in together instantly, yes, we probably would have. But um, (laughs) My my
0: guess is, though, uh, all joking aside, that the fact that each of you had been in at least one other uh, serious relationship probably helped and informed you in terms of what you were looking for and what you wanted the next time out?
1: Yes. Yeah. I, it really, I I do think that that helped. Um, while, and and I'll be honest with you, it was a, it was a a hard struggle, especially for Carmen and I in the first few months, because I was having to finalize my relationship, um, that I had been in for 15 years. Uh, there was financial stuff involved. There was a house involved and in, You know, anybody that thinks that uh, LGBT don't go through divorces, they absolutely do. Um, (laughs) I'll never forget the first little place that uh, Carmen and I rented when we did finally get together. I was just so mad we had made mashed potatoes and I couldn't find my potato masher. It was because I had lost it in the divorce.
0: Well, that is a real crisis. That's a marital crisis right
1: there. It is. It is. And so... Um, you know, it was quite a quite an interesting struggle, but uh, we got through it, and now we have
2: a wonderful life. Carmen, it's a wonderful life.
0: I hope you've bought Kim a potato masher by now, Carmen.
2: Uh, listen, I want you to know we have stock in OXO. <laughs> <laughs> we have all the kitchen gadgets we'll never use. <laughs> so... If I were
0: a fly on the wall on a typical day in your all's life, what would I see?
1: Two people that absolutely have fun together uh we laugh more than anything i I want to say we laugh more than any couple that i ever that
2: I would ever know, yes, um, yeah, we're pretty funny to ourselves, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and
0: yeah. that's all that matters, right <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I'm her ying, the, she's my ying to my yang or whatever it's called. I think probably
2: more accurately ding to dong.
0: Was that something that you all worked on or the laughter, the sense of humor, uh, the connecting through the humor, did that just kind of happen naturally?
1: Uh, it just happened naturally. Um, now I do, I do giggle about ourselves too because we're both, um, very career minded and, and strong women and, um, me pulling the rope sometimes, and her pulling the rope sometimes can be an interesting challenge. Um, uh, and and i and I believe that that's what it needs to be in a relationship. Everybody has to give. But you got two powerful women <laughs> that want that rope. and uh, so sometimes it gets it gets quite interesting, but we get through it. We communicate and get through that.
0: yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that, Carmen. what What do you see as the challenge of being? both professionals and strong women?
2: Well, I think uh, it probably comes in very handy that we both have a good sense of humor and we can laugh at things because, I mean, that is extremely accurate. We we both ha- have had a background and are where we are because and are successful um, professionally, I think, because of our competitive natures, um, growing up. Um, some of the things that we've overcome just in life, getting to adulthood, and a couple sets of ears to really listen to each other. It, you know, it took some time to be able to stop and say, "Okay, I don't really have to win this battle," but you know, when you're that independent and strong, you're setting your ways. We're both in our 50s. We, you know, we had been around the block a time or two before that. So, you know, learning to listen to each other and learning each other's ways and knowing when to give in and, you know, that kind of thing is is very important. I'm I'm interested in that. Is that something that was harder to do when you were younger and
0: less experienced with other partners? Would you tend to fight rather than really try to understand where the
2: other person was coming from? Jeff, I'm not, I mean, I'm only going to speak for myself. Um, I'm not really a fighter. Um, My upbringing, there was a lot of fighting in the household. So I actually, I'm actually one of those people that kind of shut down instead of fight. So to be able to communicate and talk and it not be a fight is actually a big thing to me.
1: Well, in my past relationship, um, and I can only speak for my last one because it was so long, um, there was quite an age difference. And in that relationship, (laughs) you know what? I was the one that, I was head of household. So quite frankly, anything I said went. Um, So that was really one of the challenges when Carmen, (laughs) I was used to getting my way all the time. Um, and now I had to all of a sudden start compromising, and you know sometimes still um, uh, I still think I'm I'm right, and uh, actually a lot of times I think I'm right.
0: Well, what do you do for fun? Golf. Golf. That's a mutual hobby, a mutual interest.
2: Yes. <laughs> It is. You know, you know how when you're first getting together, you go, Well, I like red wine. You go, I like red wine too. I like ketchup. Well, I like ketchup too. So I liked golf and Kim was like, I like golf too. So that yes, that kind of became our thing. Because we are so busy with work and we both work very hard. Kim travels 75% of the month. To get out on a golf course or in a beautiful setting outside and enjoy nature and no phones and all the headaches of the everyday life is, is just very peaceful to us. We're both quite competitive. We grew up competitive. I played soccer for 29 years and Kim played softball and, of course, is a singer. So we're just competitive natured. So that obviously comes into the relationship and butting heads and everything else. That's just kind of a part of our makeup.
0: How do you get through it? Some couples, that would really be a a huge roadblock. How do you get past that?
2: You know, I think I think it's um, realizing the importance of the other person in your life and just, you know, it's one of those you have things and then you have people and it's the people in life that are important, not the things. So is it really worth it to battle about the money or is it really worth it to battle about the car or whatever it is? You have to stop and say, that's my person and what's important is that. I'm happy with my person. We are absolutely blessed. And this little thing really isn't that big of a deal.
1: I'm just almost teary-eyed listening to her speak. I mean, I just, we really do like each other, you know? We like, love, have the best time together, and um, neither one of us want to ever lose that. So, Uh, And I'll be honest, while
2: we do still struggle, we're getting better and better at it every day. I think one of the greatest lessons I've learned in life, Jeff, is that for me, so I'm kind of the quiet, shut down type, that's not necessarily true, I can be loud as well, but I I go inside if something is a struggle or I'm butting heads or whatever, and uh, uh, I I try to think through things internally and don't necessarily voice them. And one of the best lessons that I've learned is if you don't express your expectations, then the other person is not going to meet your expectations because they don't know them. So you've got to learn to communicate. Because I would get disappointed in in past relationships that expectations that I had were not being met. And then it was, wasn't until somebody pointed out, well, did you relay? That was an expectation. I was like, oh, well, I guess I didn't. So uh, I think that's very key in being able to relay it and also listening to what the other person needs.
0: Well, tell me about community. How important are friends and their uh, place in your all's relationship?
1: Well, I can tell you uh, that our biggest our biggest community has come from our church, which uh, is something that uh, is very dear to both Carmen and I, um, and most of our dear friends um, are from there. Um, and the other thing is, too, that we both discussed, even in the beginning of our relationship, we make sure that we have good people in our lives. We don't want the drama. We don't want we just have friends that are good as gold. They're honest, they're loving, they're caring. So we have our faith community um, actually in our neighborhood. We have some very dear friends here. Uh, Some come from the church and some are just very uh, exciting uh, and uh, straight allies, basically, um, which has been so wonderful because and, 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 you know, I go back to thinking about Corman. the way she came out. She was never afraid. Um, she, you know, she really wasn't, didn't have to come out. She did, but everything was accepted. She never had to hide who she was. In a sense, I did because it was a shameful thing. Even though I was out to my parents, I wasn't out in my job. My job is basically in construction dealing with a bunch of construction bubbles. So when we got to our neighborhood and we were able to just be who we are, introduce ourselves of who we are, it was a very exciting thing for me. Um, so now our neighbor is, neighborhood is a wonderful community and a great support. So um,
2: And of course our families, we have great family support, even though there was struggle early on for Kim, She has, uh, and I always find this interesting, she has other family members, aunts. How many aunts were also lesbian? And so multiple family members. She has a very large family. They all love us and are supportive. Uh, My brother and his wife and two boys and their family is supportive of us.
1: So our family unit, Jeff, is really, really strong. And uh, to make this even funnier is that when i finally did come out to the rest of my family they're like oh my god we were wondering whenever when when you were ever going to say anything <laughs> we've known it for years and so coming to a realization that i am who i am and people have known it she's my wife and the theme is resounding the
2: harmony <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. that's so liberating isn't it
1: it really is it really is and you know, the, the fear that you, that you have, nine, at least for me, nine times out of ten, they, it was no big deal. It really was no big deal to them. Um, and I think that helps because of the people that we choose to keep in our lives, too. I'm not necessarily going to have somebody that is going to be negative and mouthy all the time in condemning ways and stuff like that. So I'm not going to have those people in my life. First and foremost, Um, and so then when I finally come out, I think it's because I've chosen good friends, and hopefully I'm a, you know, I can choose good character.
2: Well, the the transition over time, I think we we are extremely fortunate at this age in our life. I mean, the younger generation below us is so much more accepting. You know, they've passed it and made it legal where we can get married now praise God and let's hope it stays that way, you know, in the 60s and, uh, you know, some of our older friends in the 50s and 40s and, you know, Bob, Bobby and Rosie, I mean, you absolutely had to hide. So it was a, it was already a, a shameful connotation. Oh, I can't tell anybody this. And, It is more liberating. I think the times are, uh, uh, you know, it's it's slow progress. Sometimes you just hang your head and think, oh, my gosh, did we go backwards 50 years? But absolutely, we've come a long way. And I think the younger generation is, you know, every generation is going to have it a little bit easier to be who they are and not be afraid or ashamed of, of being who they are.
0: I can tell how strong the connection is between the two of you. Was there ever a time where one or both of you wondered if it was going to work?
2: Well, I mean, you have to understand, Kim was still actually going through her divorce, so you know, we had this happenstance meeting, and there was still a lot, you know, Kim was uh, to unwind 15 years, unpack 15 years, and act like it never happened, you can't do that, so there was that kind of thing, and I was, we were trying to go forward, but not go forward, and uh, I was trying to keep some distance for security, and knowing that was really over, and Yes, we we took a our first trip that we took. It was very early on in our relationship that we didn't we hadn't really spent time together, so to speak, and uh, <laughs> lear- learning a little bit about each other. We had to get, we had to get through that little blip.
0: Well, dating under any circumstances is sometimes challenging, so I can't imagine what it was like to try to do that as you, Kim, were going through a divorce. We're almost at the end of our time, but is there anything that you would share with younger couples if you just had to give them one or two tidbits that they could hold on to that you've learned over the years about what makes relationships strong?
1: You know what? um, I would say believe in yourself, um, love yourself. Um, self is so important. Um, because if you can't believe and love in yourself and who you are, it's going to be difficult to love somebody back. Um, I think it's just a very important that uh, we like and love ourselves. Um, I know they're, they're still, even though things are, seemingly getting better there's still some really hard times that uh, young folk can go through and um i just you know i wished if i could turn back time that i could have just loved myself more it's
0: difficult to have a second class relationship with yourself and expect a first class
1: relationship with another person correct yeah exactly so
2: I think he just summed up what you said perfectly. I know. That was awesome. It's as if he does these podcasts on a regular basis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How about that? Kim, Carmen, thank you so much for giving me some of your time today. It's been a joy to talk to you.
1: Oh, it's wonderful thank to, you, talk Jeff. to you, Jeff. Do you know any LGBT couples with interesting stories and wisdom to share on the show?
0: Jeff would love to meet them, so please contact him through the website at QMarriageMentors.com.
2: Until next time, thanks for listening and have a great week.